Hello, this is episode 133 of the Global Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha. So this episode is going to be on no summer camps. We're approaching the end of the school year in many countries. I'm quite excited about this because it means that people are not going to be permanently attached to a computer screen, filling out endless worksheets that have been sent home. There's a real freedom in this. There's a sense of needing to have imagination again even if that means being bored for periods of time, which is quite a constructive thing for children to feel. If you let go of the outcome as parents, more will happen. The more that you need it to be a certain way, the more involvement you need to have. So if you don't have the time to manage it, the simplest way to do things is to allow there to be a freedom and for you to not feel that there has to be a desired outcome. Children love innovation. They love making caves and tents and shelters, whatever is available to them. They really like independent play. They like having places to hide away to do reading and music and create their own stories with whatever characters. Some children love tree houses. Some of them love construction, making ideas. There's a fantastic amount of information available on the internet with ideas. One great homeschooling Facebook page to follow is The Days Are Just Packed. Pinterest is a fantastic source of ideas. I've used it a lot in the past for ideas such as Lego walls, painting a mural in your bedroom. But there's other, if you search for craft ideas for kids, you'll come up with hundreds of suggestions and similarly summer ideas for kids. I really like scrapbooks because they can encourage a certain amount of writing every day in a fun way. And I often suggest creating a scrapbook box where you have postcards and pictures and images cut out from magazines and ribbons and stickers and glitter and feathers and whatever else to make an actual scrapbook for yourself. It really helps to combat what I call the seesaw effect of learning. So for a lot of students, especially those who struggle with literacy in school, when they finish school at the end of the year, whenever that falls, they're at their best, they're at their peak, they've been doing the most amount of work, they've been doing the most amount of practice, they've been reading and writing the most. And so they're at their peak of ability to be able to do things that maybe aren't natural skills, but it's just a sense that they've practiced them so much that they can remember how to do them and they have associations with it. But if they don't do anything for a whole summer break, what you find is that they forget those skills and because they're not natural when they go back to school they've started much further down than they were when they finished and so they have to relearn all the skills so one of the ways I combat this is using the idea of a scrapbook but also using word puzzles is a great way to do things or even Sudoku there's again there's loads of puzzle sites online for you to search and it's a case of doing a little very often I don't mean to do puzzles for hours. Doing one puzzle for five or ten minutes a day will suffice. Children need to be involved in the everyday running of the house, like setting the table for dinner, making their own bed. Even the Obama's children did this in the White House. 
If you read any famous biography and they talk about what they did as children, it never involves camp. It's not new to not have camp. And in a lot of countries, camp is not very affordable and is very elite. In many ways, this is an opportunity to change and to go back to the sort of childhood that I would read with the likes of Jane Goodall and David Attenborough and Agatha Christie, various people like that had, which involved a huge amount of exploring and creating and just having the time to be imaginative and to dream and to dream of stories and to get lost in ideas. And that's a big part of what being a child is that we've lost. And so we spent a very intense time over the last few months trying to recreate school in a very pressurized environment and to keep everybody focused. And you can continue the skills. And I, I, when I suggested homeschooling or even unhomeschooling in the podcast, I suggested a lot of these ideas as the breakout time from what you were trying to force people to do in a school way. And now you no longer have to sort of battle with having to do some of those sheets and some of that Zoom time and some of that confined work. You can now start to just solely focus on children having imagination and creativity and enjoying themselves. And I think it might be a time to put away some of the technology and to just have it at certain points in the day and that it's not the go-to for distraction, that they have to find something else to do rather than go to that technology. And that if there is technology time, that it's time that you share together and that if they are playing games, you try to find two-person player, player modes and so on, so that children are not solely getting lost in technology by themselves. It is possible to use technology very well as a social interaction, but you need to think about that and you need to look for the two-player modes and so on in the games, rather than allowing people to just become absorbed in it as they go to because they are bored. So this is about freedom, it's about letting go of the outcomes, it's about googling some ideas, it's about presenting you know, possibilities to children and a box of craft materials and a scrapbook box and a building box and a shelter box and so on and just giving them the materials and letting them invent from that. It's time to dream. And one final part I'll say is that there's a lot of social pressures that come with camp and a lot of expectations on people to make friends and to be a certain way and to be ready for a certain type of social interaction. And in a way, many of the people whose biographies you read have had the time to be children and to be secure at home and to find themselves and to grow into themselves before they've had to go out into the world. And I think much of the bullying and much of the pressure and much of the anxiety that we've created in people has come from the situations such as camp and school and those expectations. And in a way, over the last few months, we've stepped back and we've allowed people the space to grow in their own pace and to feel very secure in themselves and to be able to then step out into the world as a bit more formed in who they are.
So there's much to be gained in losing campus at the moment and losing the pressures of school and losing all of the expectations we have and just allowing people to be children.